0: What's up, worship leaders, pastors, and friends? Thanks so much for coming back to Worship Team Training Podcast. This is our video podcast where we're going to be featuring musicians, singers, worship leaders, and great friends, great artists, just like right here, Stephen McWhorter, that's sitting in the hot seat. It's so great to have him. Before we get to him, we want to get to you to let you know what's going down with these videos that we're going to be doing weekly featuring different guests. And we're so glad that you're here today. We're going to be talking about guitar playing. We're going to be talking about uh what are the three struggles that guitar players struggle with the most and uh steven mcWhorter you've seen him before heard him before in our podcast great dude been friends for a few years now and so great to have him back steven how are you today bro
1: good man how are you
0: good man it's so great to see you again yeah i love the new color of your um your cap it's great this time
1: yeah it's great um you gotta have when you're bald, you got to have a large selection. of
0: <laughs> Do we call you Steven the gray? That there you go. I like it. All right, guys, check out Steven McWhorter, his new album, highest praise that you can find on Apple music, Spotify, everywhere else that you get your downloadable music. And also uh, check out his website that we're going to be featuring in the show links right here. And we'll talk more about that soon. So Steven, um, you and I were talking before about this whole topic so what what are the three greatest struggles you see in guitar players and the worship team
1: well people's opinions on that would vary um all right. i could do is speak all i could do is speak to the things that i've had to learn um not to do uh and as a worship leader and i've been doing this a very long time i think early on as a guitar player you know uh the biggest thing was probably uh, if I was going to be awesome, honest, was really working on rhythm and timing. Uh, acoustic guitar kind of lays almost in, even though it's a guitar, it almost lays in a percussion, percussive world. And if the guitar is like off on timing, it's like a shaker almost that's <laughs> like out of, out of phase. So really, you know, being good at like, uh, you know, timing and, and paying attention to your rhythm and those things are really important and one of the ways you can get really good at that is playing to a metronome or a click uh, there's a lot out there a lot of them you can go to the app store and buy one for your phone and just you know uh play along with one you know find the bpm's the beat per minute for maybe the worship songs you're working on most of today's stuff you're playing a lot of bands you're playing to tracks so rhythm's going to be more important uh, than, than than ever it's really playing along with that click track Hmm. and learning how to do that well without uh really pushing um and slowing down or dragging
0: can you give us an example of good timing yeah, uh,
1: good timing well <laughs> it's perfect <good> timing. <laughs> timing come on Timing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, whether or not you know I, I, one of the things i use a lot is called um it's called tempo yeah. And back in the day, I used to use it a lot. Now I, I spend a lot of time in the studios. I spend a lot of time listening to click tracks. So it's kind of like beat into my head, like not to get off the grid. But um, one I use is called Tempo, and it looks like this. And you can see the dots here for the timing of like a four, four, and you can pick your time signature and stuff. And we'll just do a basic, you know, 120 BPMs right here. You can click it in or whatever. and it sounds like this right and one of the things you would want to do is i don't know if you can hear this yep but if you know you can kind of hear that and the idea would be to stay with this as you're playing and and in a rehearse in a practice like this when you're doing this it's not about being fancy It's about playing like a simple chord and uh, really just trying to stay locked into that click. And the more you do that, the more natural it'll come.
0: Hmm. What, what's your theory about how people can best stick with a click?
1: Um, again, it's rehearsing. Uh, I would get an app like this. I would do it as much as possible. Uh, the other thing is going to be your mix. A lot of people have in-ears if you're dealing with a click, um, and you're playing with tracks and it's really making sure you can hear the click and often with your in-ears rhythmically playing along with the click. Yeah, so I would say the the real, my, my real theory on that would be, you know, a lot of people are playing with in-ears and they're playing with tracks a lot with bands today. And that's a whole different discussion. But if you are really learning how to operate your mix and get what you want well. And one of the things isn't just so much like, the music's really loud and then you turn the click up as loud as possible, because then it's gonna bleed through your mic or whatever going on around you. I would really turn other things down in your mix so you can hear the click well and be able to lock in with it. And you know, if you're the worship leader, that's what you want. If you're not the worship leader and you're playing acoustic, then you're gonna hear the worship leader, hear the drums well and hear that click.
0: Perfect. All right. Number two, what's the second struggle?
1: Yeah, I think probably the second struggle would be, uh, and it comes with some of that, I would say it's overplaying. Uh, you know, you got a lot of people and it's not overplaying isn't always like I'm playing a lot of fancy, like, you know, uh, like guitar licks. or. You know, it's not that you're playing a lot of fancy guitar licks. A lot of time you're overplaying just by playing too hard. Like you get excited, you're playing live and and you're playing really loud and you're just like aggressive and uh a lot of times that's not going to set really well in a mix it's like you know i could play really 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 hard which i used to do and i would listen back to tracks or live recordings and i'd be like oh my gosh it's like (laughs) i'm so rough i just want to turn it down but yeah it's like covering everything and i was breaking strings all the time it was crazy but uh so really, it was probably, you know, finding for me that like, like just finding the way where, you know, if you listen to your favorite, like guitar, like acoustic guitar tracks, it's usually not really hard. It's like a softer and it's like strummed more and it sounds really pretty. And there's this place when you're listening to your guitar where you can hear, oh, sonically, it's like reverberating well and it sounds good as opposed to. You know me like cranking at it like that and so it's really finding that happy place and even with that it's it's really keeping it simple with the chords even not not feeling like you have to play every little nuance you know you typically are gonna have a piano player in a worship setting typically I know not always you might be a solo acoustic guitar player and even then simple goes a long way because you want to be able to sing you want to be able to focus more on being able to lead people in worship but if you do have a piano player, they're going to be filling a lot of that with little nuances. And if you're overplaying, it can get kind of muddy sounding. And uh, this is more for you know the worship setting, of course. So I think really just playing simple, and and some of that is going to be again maybe finding the right pick, one that's not you know where you're playing a little softer. Uh, also getting your acoustic in your mix where you can hear it well, so that you're not. Um, overly playing just to hear yourself like you feel like you got to play louder so you play harder and mm. that was a big deal for me if i got my acoustic at a volume where it was loud loud-esque, loud-esque to me i would play at a more moderate volume and not play as hard and when you start playing really hard because you can't hear you also get off that click which brings us back to the first point so. good point
0: good point um i i confess um i lead worship with a hernie gurney and i need to stop ever playing Plain and simple. <laughs>
1: uh, Sorry, yeah, guys. Uh, I the club.
0: Number three, what is it? The third biggest struggle um, that you see. Th-
1: yeah, I would say is communicating with the other players, like learning to pay attention to other people beside yourself and what they're doing. Um, I, you know, I, I think this kind of comes back to more to being an acoustic guitar player who is a worship leader, and in the worship world. I think for the most part that's what you're dealing with you're dealing with people that are leading worship and playing acoustic guitar that's a very typical thing and for that it's being able to communicate with i think primarily your piano player um, with transitioning uh if you're an acoustic guitar player sometimes it's hard to transition the band unless you're giving them cues like okay here's the song but um there's those transitions where the Holy spirit is kind of moving and you want to create space and you want to allow him to do something, but the band is kind of maybe like, okay, now it's time for the next song. And you're just rushing into the song. If you're the piano player, which I play piano a lot, it's a lot easier to control those, those moments, right? Um, as a guitar player, it's a little trickier. So you really have to be visually and like in sync with your piano player, like really paying attention to them. Uh, A lot of the times we'll put the piano players like in the back or something like that, but then it's hard to communicate with them visually for those moments, unless you've really kind of worked them out in advance. A lot of people do that. They 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 prepare and that's good. Uh, I think sometimes it's the hardest part is the communicating in the moments that we're not prepared. There may be more spontaneous and that's going to really demand that you can visually uh communicate with them or you have some way of talking to them where not everybody else can hear so some people sometimes have these like these uh mics that are extra vocal mics where they click it a stomp on the pedal and it mutes their mic and now Mm -hmm. only the band hears them uh Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff that's a technically advanced way of handling it the the more typical one is just kind of keep them in your line of sight so you guys can communicate with Where you're going and what you're doing and yeah all these connect with the tempo uh and you playing not overly playing if you're playing simple and you're picking maybe keys even um i do this a lot i'm not saying everybody should do this but i'll try to pick keys that don't drastically jump from each other if i can get a lot of songs in the same key then that's going to make that transition stuff a lot easier but if i'm going okay we're playing a g and now the next song we're playing an e you're gonna to have to kind of really be able to communicate with your piano player or whoever is, you know, pads and atmosphere kind of control yeah. that.
0: Uh, so like, what's your best recommendation for worship leaders who may struggle with other people in your team that have rhythm difficulties, technique issues, communication, uh, they're not looking, they're not feeling you what's the best thing that you recommend for these worship leaders to handle those kind of uh, difficulties in their team
1: yeah um grace uh <laughs> it's gonna be the number one thing you know you have a lot of churches that yeah uh kind of are just dealing with the people that are there you you have who you have and, and and that's that's what it is and it's more about really learning to worship him more than anything uh, and not getting too bogged down in the technical stuff at that place Hmm. Um and allowing people to make mistakes without letting yourself as a worship leader and a kissing guitar player getting um getting sidetracked yourself from being able to worship because somebody maybe didn't do something the way you rehearsed or whatever. Yeah. Uh, you're gonna have to have grace if you're in that place, if you're in a level that's like, Hey, we, we have who we have. This is who the Lord's brought us, we're just gonna make this work. Uh the grace thing's gonna be important, and then the helping them um, you know, I think it's going to be stuff like your podcast. It's going to be stuff like this. It's going to be um, giving them some of the tools we talked about, such yeah. as learning how to mix your in- ears better, how to play along with a click. Um, but at the end of the day, the biggest thing is going to be spending as much time just worshiping together, playing together, not only preparing for Sunday, but just getting together and worshiping together. Yeah. Um, out of that place, you'll really start to lock in and get to know each other
0: awesome so for people who don't know you what's your story
1: yeah <laughs> uh yeah no i've just been doing this a long time uh was a pat- evangelist son became a drug addict uh throughout a long period of my time was crystal meth addict all that had a radical encounter in my late teens with the Holy spirit gave my life to jesus uh went from addiction to redemption meth addict to worship leader um And I've been doing this thing for over 20 years now, Mm -hmm. and uh, the 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 primary lead vocal for uh, a band called Iron Bell Music for for many years, and have been um, for several many other years. I was a staff worship writer with Sony Music, and uh, so I've been doing this for a long time, leading worship. Uh, I've spent a lot of time in those three hour worship sessions with a piano or acoustic, (laughs) with people praying and doing stuff. So I've really I'd say cut my teeth uh, in that way and uh, I like to say the thing I I want people to understand the most is not just about me but as worship leaders that maybe engage with me and go oh that seems really genuine and it's great you know um, you want to make sure that who you are, who people see on a stage is uh, who you are in the secret place so the more time you spend at home just worshiping the Lord when nobody's watching, That's going to be the thing that's going to make you, um, it's going to be like the overflow. Like people see you on Sunday morning and they're going to be like, man, Mm -hmm. this person has been with Jesus. And that's the stuff that really shapes who we are as musicians um, and as Mm -hmm. worship leaders.
0: Awesome. Thanks for that, man. And uh, where can people find your music, your new album that's out?
1: Yeah. Highest praise uh, is out now. It's got nominated for worship album of the year with, uh, you know, NRT new release today. Congratulations. I'm super excited. It's very different. We went for something different, but I've been doing this with a friend of mine who's in gospel music, Jason Claiborne and him and I just kind of locked arms. We said, Hey, let's, let's see what the bride looks like when we come together. That's so cool. It's been a lot of fun. And we tour, we play a lot with like an all black choir and it's, Unbelievable. It's like being strapped to a Holy Spirit Mack truck. uh, (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, you can find out more about us with the link that you're going to post. That'll get you everywhere. Um, But if you look up Steve McWhorter, um, you know, wherever music is streamed and stuff, you're going to find us. But also you can go to uh, on top of the link that you sent, which is like a link tree, like, you know, all landing page of links uh, for like, you know, Spotify and all that. Uh, you can also go to smjc, as in Stephen or Jason Claiborne, smjcmusic.com, and that's our website. You can also find a lot of stuff
0: there. Awesome. We'll post those links so folks that you can get the album and check out, learn more about Stephen and Jason, and what they're doing, how God is just messing up stuff in their lives and, and bringing that reality to churches and people outside the church. who really need to hear that message. So uh, I'm so grateful, man, that we're buddies. And it's, it's so great to have you, Stephen, on today. Thanks so much for being here.
1: Thanks, man. Appreciate you, dude.
0: All right. Appreciate you. All right, guys. Hey, thanks for, uh, so much for joining us today on the Worship Team Training video podcast. Check us out next week. we got more guests coming. Can't wait to unveil next because you never know who will be revealing their next top three struggles to help you and your worship team in
1: your ministry. Love you. See you guys back soon next time. Bye.